passengers, may I have your attention please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Say hello to the bald guy. I'm Mike J. This is Drive-By Wrestling. If you're an old school Drive-By Wrestling fan, you know that that used to be part of my intro. As a huge, huge, huge Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall fan, and, you know, myself being follically challenged, I kind of took the, the, the phrase and fit it to my, my own liking uh, to make sense for what I was doing and to make sense for me. <clears throat> I'm starting this week's show off. Again, this is a different kind of show. Uh, Mike is still in paradise. I'm still in Ohio. <laughs> and I had something in the works, but things fell through and that kind of stuff happened. So you're going to be listening to me ramble for, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 minutes. We'll see how, how long this takes. But I couldn't go into this without just right off the bat talking a little bit about Scott Hall. Now, I know Mike S. is also a big, big fan of Scott Hall. It, it, really, to be fair, if you grew up in the era that we did, you know, we're both 40, if you're, I'd say, anywhere from the age of 30 to 50, 55, you grew up watching wrestling, you are probably a Scott Hall fan. I think it would be hard not to be a Scott Hall fan if you're from that era of watching pro wrestling, the Monday Night Wars, WWE, WCW. Scott Hall was a cornerstone. For me, he's personally one of my favorites. I remember seeing him for the first time as Razor Ramon. I remember the vignettes that they filmed uh, with him walking around the streets and, you know, eating in outside diners on the, on the sidewalk and just being a bad guy in the coolest way. And right away, before I ever saw this guy do anything in a ring, which let's be real, at that point in time, at my age, I mean, the ring stuff, I, I didn't know what was good or bad. I knew what entertained me. So, you know, you could look at it from that way. But before I ever saw that guy step between the ring ropes, I was a fan. I was a fan. And then when we got the look... You know, the gear, the the machismo, the gold chains, the toothpick, the accent, the speech pattern. Oh, man, was this dude cool. And that finishing move, the razor's edge, badass. Never seen anything like it. 
I honestly don't know if I'd be as big of a wrestling fan as I am right now or throughout my life if it wasn't for superstars, the likes of a Scott Hall. Because they are... Scott Hall is one of those guys that fits into that category, you know, that you hear Vince McMahon talk about. Larger than life, you know, they say... Vince will want to make you a star if you have the airport factor. And what he means by that is if people would like do a double take, if they saw this person walking through the airport, that could be because they're so massive. They look, they don't look like your every average day person because of their size their stature, their, their musculature, their haircut, uh, if it's a female, it could be some of those things. It could also be because they're so beautiful. You know, things like that are what what Vince is going to gravitate to. And Scott Hall was every part of that. Every part of that. From the look to the attitude, from the way he carried himself. Hugely, hugely influ influential on me, on my fandom, uh, on pro wrestling in general. Again, I know Mike is a huge fan of Scott Hall. And I follow Scott Hall. Uh, you know, we've discussed this on the show, but as a huge, huge Razor Ramon fan, was I disappointed when him and Diesel went to WCW? Absolutely, I was disappointed. Because I was a WWF guy. I didn't watch anything but WWF. I would sometimes check out, <laughs> Mike, you'll laugh at this, uh, 605 on Saturday, TBS. I would sometimes check that out. Uh, but that was only because I was bored and had nothing to do and wanted to watch some wrestling and I'd already watched all the WWF wrestling I could watch for the day, for the weekend, whatever. I think there was a Saturday and Sunday show, but they were in the mornings. So yeah, like, I would watch that from time to time, but I was not a WCW guy. I knew what they were. I knew some of the guys there, but I was not a fan particular, particularly of anyone, uh... I would watch it because it was wrestling, but that was about it. So when they left and went there, I was disappointed. I liked them both. Preferred Razor Ramon. But then, of course, that's because I didn't know that the NWO was coming. And, of course, Nitro was on at this time. And I, I would, like, keep tabs on what was going on, but I, I wasn't watching Nitro. But when Scott Hall showed up... And did the whole, you know who I am, you don't know why I'm here. WCW had a new viewer. And it was more than one, I promise you. But that got me. That got me. And here's the thing, as I've discussed on this show. I didn't watch WCW Live. Guys, this is, this is a time back in the day where we didn't have DVRs, we didn't have on-demand. If you wanted to watch something and you didn't watch it live... You better have a VCR, and you better be able to tape that shit. What I would do is typically set the tapings up for Raw, because I couldn't always stay up. Uh, I would sometimes fall asleep, had school the next day. And then I would tape the replay of Monday Nitro. This is when they were doing the immediate replay for Monday Nitro. And the way that I would do it is I would get home from school on a Tuesday if I didn't get to watch or finish Raw. I would immediately finish Raw. Then I would grab the remote. And I would fast forward 
until I saw Scott Hall or Kevin Nash, and then eventually until I saw the NWO. That's what I watched of WCW through a large part of the Monday Night Wars. Now, eventually, you know, I started watching more and pay attention to more as I started to like match quality a little more, watched the cruiserweights and things like that, really got into Chris Jericho, was watching his stuff. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I watched Raw, open to close, and then I'd fast forward to see what was going on with the NWO and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, the Outsiders. I was devastated Monday when the news was announced that Scott Hall had passed. Of course, we saw the news over the weekend that he had suffered multiple heart attacks, uh, complications from hip surgery. That's what we were told. This one hurts, man. This one hurts. Uh, not a lot of celebrities that I get upset about just because you don't really know these people, but this man, Scott Hall, was such an influence on a business that I love, a form of entertainment that I love, and was one of my absolute childhood favorites into young adulthood, into adulthood, one of my favorites. Cast Mike when I was getting big into figure collecting, I wanted that. I wanted that Defining Moments razor with the purple gear and the Intercontinental title, and I got it. And I paid a little more than retail because I needed to have it, and I got it. You know, it's just one of those things where, like, I gotta have my guys. Razor's one of my guys. He'll always be one of my guys. Um, I'm sure next week, well, if if there's next week's up in the air on the show, guys, I'll be honest with you. Uh, if you don't get me, you might get Mike S, and I'm sure he will discuss Razor and what Razor slash Scott Hall meant to him. Um, you know, it's one of the few shirts I remember. The, you all remember the yellow Razor Ramon shirt with Razor's face on it? Like, I can't remember a lot of WWE merch, even today, there's so much. But, like, from back in the day, I certainly can't remember much other than a Hulk Hogan shirt with the cuts in the back. Uh, the the mind doll from uh, Georgie Animal Steel. But I remember that Razor shirt. I remember it clear as day. I remember that like I ordered it yesterday. Rest in peace to Scott Hall. Uh positive energy, thoughts, prayers, all that to all his family, his friends, the wrestling community, uh, the men and women that he shared many, many different locker rooms with in different companies, in different forms and fashions. His influence will always be felt on the business. Uh, him and Kevin Nash changed the game. Things literally changed for wrestling. It doesn't happen very often, but they did. They did that. They changed pro wrestling. And Scott Hall, you know, it's a shame. He battled his demons. He seemingly overcame his demons with the help of many, many people, I'm sure. But chief among them, I would say, is DDP. And, you know, to go out like this is... It sucks. It just sucks. But 
unfortunately is part of being human, part of the human condition. And it's going to happen to all of us eventually. And we just have to look back, enjoy the times that we had and, you know, be grateful for them. And I guess the one positive takeaway is this man had matches on matches. And if you are a Peacock subscriber, you have the ability to go check out as many Scott Hall matches as you want to. And, I mean, that's my suggestion for you guys. Go watch a Scott Hall match. Go watch a Razor Ramon match. I'd go watch the latter match with him and Shawn Michaels. I think I'm pretty sure it was WrestleMania 10. One of my favorites. Go check that out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. And if you're a newer fan and you're not super familiar with Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall in his prime, I suggest you watch some matches. And... Uh, that is not a bad one to start with. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more specifically when I come back, I'm going to touch on uh, at least one thing, maybe a couple other things. Um, maybe something that will surprise some of you. Hang tight. We will be right back. If you want to... Rage quit. AEW every time you hear Excalibur call an Enziguria Lady Lariat, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Drive-By. Alright guys, so I want to talk about wrestling fans. You know, the worst fandom on earth. Uh, I will say that through all of this, AEW fans as a whole seem to be where it's at. I mean, they're way more lenient. They don't talk shit on AEW like WWE fans do, like wrestling fans in general do with WWE. Uh, you know, Mike has stated before that they've got, you know, there's they've got good they're in good graces with wrestling fans, and I understand that and I get it. And WWE has lost that. Lost that luster, lost that barrier. They've been around for so long. They've done so much. And, you know, the longer you do stuff, the more chance you have to disappoint people. And then when you disappoint people, you start to kind of hold a grudge. And then even when you do good stuff, sometimes it's just not good enough. And that stuff happens. But fans also do it to themselves. And this is like, this is where... Like, I come home to roost, and it's just like, this is what I can't stand. So, we're going to talk, we've been talking about it for weeks now, the Cody Rhodes rumors, and everything up, down, left, right with Cody Rhodes. Dave has flat out basically said, like, look, he's going to WWE, he's fighting Seth, I don't know when they're going to announce it. Everyone was pretty much on pins and needles this past Monday. Raw, in Jacksonville. Seth doesn't have an opponent. Oh, they're going to set Cody up. It's in Jacksonville. Duh, right? So then we get this match set up where Seth, after having a conversation with his good buddy, Kevin Owens, decides that he's going to challenge Kevin Owens to a match. And 
if he beats Kevin Owens, then he's going to have a show on WrestleMania, and he's going to be the one to interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, clearly, if you have any kind of brain, wrestling brain in your head, you know that Kevin Owens is winning this match, and we're not going to change the Kevin Owens Stone Cold angle that we've been building for uh unconfirmed for a few weeks, but literally confirmed last week and getting a promo with Stone Cold talking trash to KO. Like, we're not going to scrap that and give that to Seth. That's not what we're doing here. So we all know either KO's going to win this match or something crazy's going to happen, right? KO did win this match. Nothing crazy happened. And everyone thought... Seth is going to be sitting there dejected. He still doesn't have a way into WrestleMania. And Cody's music's going to hit. He's going to come out. He's going to challenge Seth. I was all for that. Didn't happen. Nothing happened. He lost. And, you know, they basically announced says Seth doesn't have a way to WrestleMania. And, you know, scroll credits. So everyone's losing their shit. Fuck this company. They didn't give us what they said they were. How can they do this? Blah, blah, blah. Listen, I don't know when WWE came out and officially announced that Cody was coming and challenging Seth Rollins and showing up on Raw in Jacksonville. Because I have been searching for those tweets. I've been searching for those press releases. I've been searching for those website links. And guess what, guys? They don't fucking exist. Now, all of those statements from... The likes of everyone from Dave Meltzer to Dave who the fuck in his mom's basement on the internet. Yeah, they're out there. But WWE did not promise anyone anything like that. You can't build yourself up in your mind by reading dirt sheets and reading rumors and reading news online. And then get pissed off when what is speculated doesn't actually happen. Now, was Cody supposed to debut and maybe, maybe they felt like it might, even though they're in Jacksonville, you know, we just literally had to open a show with breaking news that Scott Hall had finally passed after being unresponsive for the almost the entire weekend in the hospital. Maybe it was, that might be in bad taste or maybe take a little bit of wind out of the sails of the debut of Cody, assuming that's what they're doing. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't planned at all. Who the hell knows? Only the people that are in control of that know. So don't get pissed off at a company that didn't deliver anything that they didn't promise. It's just like when people were getting mad at WWE because they didn't get the rock for Survivor Series for his anniversary of him joining the company however many years ago it was. 20 years, 15, I don't know what the anniversary was. Time doesn't even mean anything to me anymore at this point in my life. So I don't know, but literally people talking shit on them, they hyped up this as the Rock's anniversary, and then they didn't even give us the Rock. They never said they were going to. They never said they were going to. You assume they were because it was his anniversary, and that, I mean, it does make wrestling sense, but they never once said that that was going to happen. Not even close to even hinting that that was going to happen. But you got mad because they didn't do it. You got mad because they didn't do something that they never said they were going to do in the first place. Like, I've said it before. We have enough reasons to nitpick and enough things to nitpick and be mad about when WWE does things. 
We don't need to make them up. We, we don't need to create them by our wants and needs as selfish wrestling fans. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then, you know, we see Seth just, uh, I think, Thursday night or Wednesday night doing a little spot on Jimmy Fallon where someone tweeted something about St. Patrick's Day and Seth Rollins curve stomping a leprechaun. And then, of course, it happened. And I see people being negative about that. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. You killed the business. Like, are you kidding me? Are you saying that because it's a WWE guy? Because pretty sure on another channel, there's a guy that wrestles with his hands in his pockets and throws fake shin kicks at people. Okay. And I don't mean like fake. He's really trying not to hurt him. I mean, he's literally making them look fake. So I, I, I just, I'm at a loss sometimes when dealing with wrestling fans. Now, that wasn't an attack on AEW. It wasn't even an attack on Orange Cassidy, who I don't get. So, that being in mind, I want to roll right into something that maybe will surprise some of you. Maybe it won't because of who it involves. I didn't watch AEW this week. I bar I didn't barely watch Raw. I did get through NXT over two days because, again, long week, tired, this, that, and the other. But I had to, had to take ten minutes to watch what I had heard talked about over and over. The Jericho promo from Dynamite this week. The Jericho Appreciation Society. And, you know, when I heard some clips, I wondered how I'd feel about it. When I heard people talking about different things, I should say. I wondered how I'd feel about it. Because, I mean, Jericho coming out and calling himself a sports entertainer on one hand, and in the right answer here, is awesome, super cool, hilarious, awesome job, Chris Jericho. On the other hand, you could sit here and you could say that's a straight dig at WWE, and it kind of is. Kind of is. It kind of isn't. Ah, uh, look, man. That audience is 100% conditioned, be it on their own or through, you know, the the workings of AEW and being the elite and the elite and everything that's associated with that. To hate Vince, hate WWE, and hate everything associated with that company. And what is associated with Vince? Sports entertainment. He's coined the phrase. Okay? So what is Jericho doing? The smartest thing he can do in being a heel is going against the grain of the core of their audience and trying to represent everything they supposedly hate. Now, here's the best part. Listen. I hate to break your hearts. Pro wrestling is sports entertainment, okay? AEW, as a whole, is sports entertainment. They have a guy that wrestles with his hands in his pockets, okay? They have a dragon, or, or a dinosaur, or whatever, Luchasaurus. They have a dinosaur. They have a Malachi Black, which I'm not sure what he is, but, I mean, he looks evil, so I assume he is. You know, they have Penta. They, they are sports entertainment, okay? If you do pro wrestling and you do backstage segments, more than just a promo, you're sports entertainment, okay? If you have matches that involve food, like pies, or vats of orange juice, 
your sports entertainment. If you have matches that involve thumbtacks and barbed wire and rings that don't really explode, your sports entertainment. Because I've yet to turn on, I don't know, like a UFC match and see someone dump thumbtacks out on a fucking mat. Okay? Doesn't happen. Because it can't. Because it's a sanctioned sport. Okay? Pro wrestling is sports entertainment through and through. Whether it's WWE, AEW, GCW, Ring of Honor, whatever, Impact, it's sports entertainment. Period. You have entrance music, you have colorful costumes, you have characters, characters, it's sports entertainment. And this promo with Jericho uh, was absolutely epic right until they gave the mic to Jake Hager. The whole segment was amazing. And then he talked. I did laugh at the two S's they forced him to say in appreciation, Jericho Appreciation Society. And he had to say wrestle at some point or sports entertainment. Yeah, everything with an S and his lisp and, you know. And I, Jake Hager is like, maybe... One of my absolute least favorites uh, in pro wrestling. But, you know, neither here nor there. Segment was amazing. I loved it. I think this is super smart. This is something that, if I don't get to watch AEW all the time, I will go out of my way to now check out what Chris Jericho is doing. I eventually, I like the inner circle. I eventually didn't give a fuck about the inner circle. Now, I care. I like this. I like the guys are surrounding him with. I like the character of the guys are surrounding. He's surrounding himself with. I like where they're going with this. I will be checking out the Jericho Appreciation Society. Good on you, Chris. You did it. You got me. You got me. They put Adam Cole in that company and they still couldn't get me. But they got me with you. And that is a credit to your genius. Guys. I don't know what's going on next week. You will probably hear from us in one way, shape, or form. But I say this every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And... Follow us on Twitter at DriveByPod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.